0: There is a war there between fantasy war and, nightmare, and nightmare, which unlocks the universe. unseen door behind consciousness. It takes only it but a gesture to adjust and to see the beyond. realms. Beyond. This yes. is the yes. dark, yes. The dark Verse. dark, Hello, I'm Shark Child, and this is the dark verse. A collection of my strange works with the sole purpose of sharing with you a unique world of horror and fantasy that will follow you to the visions of your sleep. My stories are always pretty crazy, but as Halloween grows near, I felt especially inspired to, to write something ghoulish, so uh, this episode is inspired by a dream I had, and I can always rely on my dreams for creepy and strange things, so you're in for a real treat with this one, I can assure you. This is episode 28 of The Dark Verse, and it is entitled, Playgrounds Never Wondered About.
1: I awoke in a strange place, a land of repulsive architecture and grim colors. All I had with me were the clothes on my back and my cracked, fragmented mind. When I first opened my eyes, they rested upon a structure similar to that of a monument. The building towered above me with enormous pillars and high ceilings. Very detailed intricacies laced the surfaces of each wall, including sculptures of desperate creatures reaching outward, deep carvings of symbols and characters, and varying textures of stone ranging from smooth patches to jagged arrangements. Leading away from this building's large entrance was a great dissension of stairs, The stairs fanned out as they progressed lower and ended at a small plaza. In the middle of this plaza, a dull, grey-colored flag fell straight and motionless upon a pole erected in a ring of ashes surrounded by burnt coals. Spreading out towards the horizon, away from the monument-like building, were other, smaller structures with the same artistic augmentations but without pillars. In between these other buildings were several paved roads. The roads spanned until I could see them no more in the distances. Blanketing over the landscape was a bland sky that held a consistent murky green throughout its expanse. There was no wind or movement, or sounds for that matter. These things were the trivial items of the scene, but not all that there was to see. There was something far more perverse that hung in my vision, and that detail was people. They loomed all around, normal, average, everyday people. Some were walking, while others were standing in clusters as if in conversation. Some were sitting on steps, and some were leaning against pillars. But they did not move. They were rigid, stuck in the poses of a single moment, like the immaculate sculptures protruding from the buildings. I was sitting at the top of the stairs when I first peered at all of this. I rubbed my eyes several times to ensure my sight was correct. I even took a brief moment to take in a huge breath and let it sit within me. Allowing me to focus on every aspect of my existence, my feet and my hands, and my chest and my flesh. And then I let out the breath. Everything was real, very real. Hello, I shouted out across the vast number of people who in return gave no signs of awareness or life. Is there anyone at all who can hear me? I asked but again received no response. I climbed to my feet. I tried to remember what led me to this place, or what I was doing before I arrived here, but it was an empty slate. I began walking down the steps, investigating closely those people I passed by. They looked authentic enough at first glance, but I could tell there was something wrong with their appearances. Though I was a bit unnerved to reach out and touch a stranger upon her face, I lifted my hand to a woman's lips, gently tugging on the thick lower lip in the anticipation of seeing the negative space within her mouth. However, the lip was stuck, and it was solid. It was not flesh. This truth was calming, but it did not make my situation any less disturbing. Whether real or fake, the number of people laid out across this mysterious place was overwhelming, to say the least. I continued walking down the stairs. The bottom of the stairs was not far when there first arrived a sound. It was steps. Looking towards the noise, I caught a glimpse of movement within the plaza. My heart sank slightly at the observation. And then I spotted the culprit. There was a young woman walking urgently among the people. She was not trying to hide, but she did not acknowledge me. "My, glad to see you? I exclaimed. The woman still did not acknowledge me. Hey! I said in a confused voice. Hey! What are you doing? Who are you? There was still no response. I began making my way towards the woman. Meanwhile, she picked up one of the frozen people as if it was a balloon and began walking away from me. The person's pose did not change while being transported. Wait, I yelled. Hold on a second. She kept walking. I caught up to her. Would you just stop for a moment? I said while grabbing the man in a suit the woman held in her arms. She tried to continue walking on, but I resisted her and held her back. I pulled back hard on the man's legs, wanting control over the woman's attention. She would not let up, so I pulled harder. There was a snap. I fell backward, and the woman went forward. The legs of the man came with me while his torso and everything else followed the woman. A pale, yellow liquid then oozed out of the man as if he were a cracked egg. The legs in my arms folded with the release of the liquid and became nothing more than a thick tarp. I immediately pushed at the collapsed legs to get them off me, but it took longer than I had hoped because the liquid had caused them to stick to me. Once I had cleared myself of the wreckage, there was another sound. The flag in the center of the plaza had begun to flap intensely, and as soon as it did, the woman ran away, relentlessly. I did not bother to call after her or chase her. Her quick start had already left me far behind. I sulked in rage at the lack of her communication and help. While the flag flapped, I could see what was printed on it. The ripples of its movement revealed a circle with another circle within it. The second circle was solid. To me, the image looked like an eye. An eye that I did not feel well about looking at me. An avalanche of noise then befell me. Scraping and scuffling arose everywhere. Those creatures within the stone of the structures began to writhe and pull themselves from their eerie receptacles. Immensity of movement swirled around me and sent my heart's pulse to the race of its life. Heat exploded beneath my skin, and perspiration began to seep from my forehead. The creatures that came forth regained their origins' colors as the grey of stone left them, leaving the organic pale red of their bony hides. They moved by their arms and hands, while their legs were much smaller in size. Unlike gorillas that pivoted and used their arms like crutches, these things crawled, hand over hand. The entirety of their sizes varied. Some were gigantic, while others were smaller than myself. Regardless of size, and anatomy, they all moved with the same deftness and agility of a spider. Their faces held wide mouths full of jarring teeth, and their white eyes wandered like spotlights in search of runaway convicts. Atop their bald, smooth heads, small insects scurried in large and unsettling numbers. I wished horribly that I'd before run after the young woman. At the same time that the creatures came to life, the motionless people began to rock and vibrate. Some fell over and continued to shake on the ground. And then, not a few short moments later, the first living, breathing human being broke forth from the outer shell of matching semblance. It was a man not thirty years old, dressed in casual shorts and a shirt. The yellow liquid and remnants of his encasement clung to him as he forced them away. As soon as he had the chance to but breathe, one of the larger creatures leapt upon him and began to devour him. The man screamed awfully into the dismal atmosphere of the devilish land. Nearby creatures also leapt upon him to share in the feast until more people began coming forth from their cages. The creatures dispersed like lightning to harvest their fields of sustenance. More screams ensued, each louder and more desperate than the ones preceding. Before I had time to think, people were rushing by and into me, yelling words only the almighty God should ever have lent an ear to, and at that moment I was no different than them. Only by the strangest of my arrival did I have the opportunity to analyze the bizarreness of the terrain before being thrust into carnal slaughter. With that knowledge, I ran in the grip of shock towards the flagpole. My nerves convulsed, and I lost control of my lungs. Gasping for air, I fought through clawing humans to the circle of ashes. When I got there, I half-jumped and half-tripped over the coals, plunging into grey snow. What I thought to only be ashes covering the surface of the ground turned out, to my deranged luck, to be a pit of ashes at least two feet deep. With my shoulders and head still protruding as I landed, I quickly submerged my entire self. I placed my hand between the ashes and my mouth to give myself a slight space to breathe but it did not stop ashes from entering my lungs. Even though I felt like I was suffocating, I continued to remain beneath the ashes, waiting for the holocaust above to conclude. When I arose from the putrid ashes, there was nothing left to behold. The creatures were back in the stone of the surrounding buildings, and the flag was motionless atop its pole. Even the grounds were vacant of any flesh, fluid, or the original, static human coverings. I remained where I was for a long while, regaining my composure and ease of breath. The same pitch of steps I had first heard when walking down the stairs of the monument-like structure returned. I immediately knew it was the young woman, and crouched as low as I could within the ashes. I peered over the coals and nearby road to see the woman walking with another lifeless person. My stomach lurched. When she reached the spot atop the road within the hidden methods of her work, she set the person down in its pose. She then began to walk back off into the distance. This time, I decided to follow her. Since she revealed herself to be the decorator on this palette of unorthodox witchery, I followed the wretched woman deep within the village of appalling structures and vile creatures. Different than all of the other buildings I had already seen, we eventually came upon a well. This well was also surrounded by ashes and burnt coals, but had a platform. The woman jumped over the ashes and landed on the platform next to the crank of the windlass. Instead of a bucket at the end of the well's rope, there was a large cage. She immediately released the crank and let the cage fall to the bottom of the well. The woman then waited a few moments. There was a yank on the line. Then the woman pulled up the cage. When the cage came into sight, it held a girl frozen solid. The young woman took the girl from the cage, leapt back over the ashes, and started to return the way she had come. I quickly tucked myself behind the building from where I investigated. Once the young woman had disappeared from sight, I made my way to the well. I leapt to the platform, and peered down its insides. At the bottom of the well was a warm glow. As I gazed downward, I realized that my only hope of escape came from these nether regions. However the individual portal cases of people were being acquired, it was through the well, and so the well was my link back to where I came from. There was no easy way to lower myself down, since I did not have any assistance. So, once I was in the cage, I kicked free the lock on the crank and let myself plummet down the well. The cage, and I in it, snapped the rope when we came to its end and crashed upon a rocky ground. At the bottom of the well was an ugly green thing in an alcove dug into the side of the ground, and when I arrived, it was sitting at a table eating something that smelled rancid. The thing was naked and had no cares about its ways. Its creator surely had no knowledge of beauty. When I arrived, the thing turned to face me and looked at me in shock. During the moment of the thing's evaluation, I had the chance to see the white, spinning cloud beside it. The spinning cloud had to be the device of human collection so without waiting for the worker of the well's bottom to make the first move, I leapt into the twirling cloud. My essence stretched and contorted and traveled back to the reality from where I had come. The beeps of the heart rate monitor revived my awareness. I opened my eyes and looked around at the interior of a hospital room. My arm was connected to an IV, and my nose was connected to a ventilator. I was lying on a bed, unable to move, and could not tell if this was my true body or the body of someone I had entered. Nonetheless, relief rushed through my system. I reveled in the moment and attempted to push away the sadistic memories of the forsaken place from where I had escaped. I rested for a while and relaxed. But soon, as determined by the heart rate monitor, my pulse began to slow. I did not understand why, but my body was dying. 75 beats per minute, 50 beats per minute, 40 beats per minute. As I grew closer to death, I saw a thing similar to the one I evaded at the bottom of the well come forth out of a twirling cloud that appeared on the wall. When it appeared, I could not hear the heart rate monitor any longer. Then the thing walked to my side and placed its hands over my eyes. I found myself clawing through a shell and thick fluid to the screams of people all around me. Pain. Panic, and evil undeniable hung thick in the air. I looked up to see the eye of the gray flag gazing at me, and then a pale red creature jumped upon me and stole me away from the land of the light.
0: That concludes episode 28 of The Dark Verse. Make sure you check out all of my past episodes at thedarkverse.com or on iTunes. Also, if you want to add The Dark Verse as a friend, go to myspace.com slash thedarkverse. Or you can add me as a friend if you go to myspace.com slash sharkchild. Okay, have a great rest of the week and a happy Halloween and be on the lookout for my little halloween special i'm sure i'll have a little competition or something again this year so keep heads out for that when the day arrives all stories on the dark verse are the sole property of shark child and cannot be used for distribution publication or monetary gain without my written consent sleep deeply and remember to love